Hello everybody, Pete here. Just a quick one-off just to say that we lost a little bit of the intro in the cast this week in the actual recording. You didn't miss much, it was just a little bit of the intro, but there'll be a slight cut that you'll see. Thanks for listening to the show as always, guys, and uh, keep up the support. We'll talk to you soon. It's pretty good. I named my Dottie pet Dottie Parton. It's that that it's a name I've seen popping up quite a bit for it to be fair. So okay, so if, I I don't admit that I I don't claim to be original in my jokes, but oh you I don't do need to like... be. There, there no. was a stream you did where we literally looked at what subreddit was it the r slash Warcraft dad jokes Warcraft yes. dad jokes and then we were just going I think you were in stitches. Oh, I was I was just laughing and then. Afterwards, Torloff and Blissia were uh, telling me more, and it was just, it was great. And then, That's... other than in that, I've been working on Loremaster, so I got, I finished Nagrand, finished Blade Edge, eh, Blade Edge Mountain, I'm trying to remember what yeah, it was yeah, called, yeah. and working on Shadow Moon Valley. I'm at one storyline done, and I finished the dungeon quest, I believe. I just got to go through a quest line to finish it. But I am almost done with that. That means that leaves Zangermarsh. And Terracar. No, this was already already done. All oh, right, cool. So I did you that. Started with the fun lo- zone first. Yeah. Oh, that was absolutely fun, especially when you're doing it at level and you keep dying to things. I was like, That's I it, came no. back once I got to 120 and finished another storm because that was that was one of the first ones I did after getting 120. Brilliant stuff. Uh, my journey in WoW has been quite busy this week. I found myself with a bit of free time. Uh, even still suffering with the remnant of whatever I've been in with. And uh, yesterday, yesterday I hit Exalted with Volpira. So I am ready to unlock Volpira next uh, next reset. So it's, nice. that's ready I'm, to go. I'm definitely not there. I'm still working on the rep for it. I'm still short by a little bit. It's it's weird. I'm not short on the, on the gnome stuff. Yeah. I'm short on the Volpira. Well, the, I, I, I guess it's a big difference between how they've done the world quest, to be fair. When you've got a world quest which is not do a lot over in Mechagon and get like 800 rep, which is then affected by world quest bonuses uh, from like uh, the weekly, from you know normal rep gain bonuses and everything else, which can I think I was maxing out about 12, 1400 at some point, like uh, with the anniversary buff as well. So 1400 rep a day compared to like a couple of hundred from just doing like an hour, uh, like not even like. 15 20 minutes worth of world quests in Voldoon. It's oh, and, quite insane. And Campa <clears throat> brought up a good point in chat. And the reason I forgot about it is I'm looking at my Frazzlecast notes, and that's for next week. But the night I recorded Frazzlecast with Crush, I got carried with thanks to Catalina Wine Mixer, and I got Heroic Azara. Hey. I forgot about that because it wasn't in my notes for this past Frazzlecast. It'll be in the next one. So th- thank you, Catalina Wine Mixer, and Capo, and Shoe Boots, and everybody. Thank you so much. I. I know I, it was absolutely a carry, so I, I am very appreciative of that. Um, you left that literally to the last minute to get, didn't you? Yeah, it was one of those that Capo said, hey, join us. And I, and I said, I don't know the fight. And I, I knew a little bit of it, but not a lot. And I, I said, hey, if, if, if I mess this up, feel free to kick me I'll and be, all that. I'll be honest, until you get to like Eternal Palace, uh, sorry, not Eternal Palace. The like, last two fights, Ajara and, um, what, I can't remember what he's called, but he's the old god fucking boss before Ajara. 
like everything's quite straightforward until you get to those two bosses on heroic but yeah and yeah i don't know what i did but i i died on the decree the, the first time i died when you have to get the charges and you have to then go be you have to go out of line of sight i went out of line of sight but i was standing on the charges thing and i got too many charges of that yeah, one buff that will kill and you then, yeah the second time, I was I had to do the standalone. I thought I was alone, but I was close enough to somebody, somebody that I, I wiped on the decree. So I was trying to not die. So I really was. I was trying to not die. Well, and there was another moment where I was work. I was told to go on the 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 mail ad in the beginning, and I'm I'm there. I'm like, wait a second, I'm killing Azara because they they had moved the ad and I didn't see it because the ad was on top of Azara. Right, and I was like, so I, I was like, I don't want to do anything wrong, so I, I rushed over to the the other ad. I think it's Cyros, Cyrodius, or uh, the name, the names uh, don't ring a bell with me anymore. I haven't been in there for literal weeks, months even. Um, I can't remember the last time I was in actually Eternal Palace. I haven't needed to be in there for ages. Um, it's going to be interesting because you're. In, a, in about two weeks' time, you're either going to be seeing me gush over Nihilotha or hate the place. And because I think we're going straight into Heroic. And if the rest of the expansion is anything to go by, we'll probably be done in like six to eight weeks. Like on Heroic. So. So, was... so then if you get done early, you can avoid that raid. I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you. I, 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 honestly, it's disgraceful behavior. <laughs> I'm a professional it's, it's podcaster. Al it's, it's almost like you get paid to pun. That's, hey. that, that should be your next fra Frazzlecast shirt, you know, paid to pun. Oh, I'm writing that down right now, and I'm going <laughs> to... Or, or one of your... Oh, that could be one of your new bit emotes over on over on your Frazz Frazzly's thing. It's just like made to, uh, paid to pun for your bits. Ooh, I like that. It's really good. Uh, speaking of merch, I'm going to do a small plug here. We have got some new merch. Uh, it's only a small one. It's a very old piece of artwork uh, that I had done for the channel back in Mr. Pandaria days, which Mr. Frasley is actually uh, wearing for you now. So it's when my main was uh, a Pandaren, and uh, yeah, it's dressed up like Ash Ketchum with some Pokemon pets. Uh, it, what's so cool is I'm wondering how many people are going to either think that I'm uh, I'm wearing a furry Pokemon thing. Or, I mean, I... I, I, I want to know who gets that it's War of Warcraft or who thinks it's Pokemon and stuff like that. But it is very comfy. It's nice, very breathable. I like it. So it, it's one of those shirts that you don't want to take off. It's... And on Twitch, you can't go shirtless. <laughs> yeah, well, <coughs> don't get your tits out, Frasley, whatever you do. Um... Okay. No one wants to see that on me. No one does. Uh, there's been a lot of community news. Mr. Frasley, I think um, this has really been a week for a lot of stuff in the community. Um, do you want to have a quick rundown? I know you've got a list somewhere, haven't you? Yes, I've got, I got a <laughs> list, and let, let me bring that up. It's been uh, it's been quite a week. Like Reddit has been a buzz with everything. Uh, the biggest thing I'm obviously interested in is Method doing the race to world first. It was kind of obvious it was going to happen. I think we mentioned it off the cuff last week. Uh, if not quite recently, that they were going to be doing it. We were just waiting for the announcement. They're going to be back in Germany using the Take TV studio. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I've got some free time, I think, coming up where I'll be able to sit down and watch it. Uh, it says all your favorite casters. So I'm assuming the big ones like Preach and Bay will be there. 
and there'll be some of your other favorite Warcrafts. If you've got any, if you enjoy the racing aspect of it, like I do, or you enjoy like the raids in general and see how the Mythic Boys do, it's always fun. It's always a good time, and I'm looking forward to it. And you brought up an interesting point, and I agree with you. It's interesting that we don't have a return of another group right now. And, I, and, and yes, I, I think it's probably a wise decision on their part unless we're going to hear something at the last minute i'm going to be very cynical so what we're talking about is red bull haven't announced uh, a comeback for the mythic race on their side i think it's a i think it wasn't profitable for them uh considering they had half the viewers and uh after method working with them they were expecting the same sort of numbers maybe i imagine but they didn't get the and they obviously didn't get the win on their stream so I have a feeling that was something to do with it, but I also think it was not as profitable as what they were hoping for. And uh, on the last Red for World first, when I was at BlizzCon, I saw someone wearing one of those shirts that I wish I had bought. I think I was going Race to... Race the World first one. Yeah, because it was so cool to be like, I remember seeing that shirt and talking about that shirt. Like, I didn't order it because I was trying to cut back on finances and stuff like that. And Yep. But it was cool seeing that in the community. Yeah, no, it's... I think it's it's one of these streamers aside where you can show your support for your streamers, your favorite streamer and everything else. It's very, I think it's slightly, yeah, I think it's slightly different when it comes to groups like Method. And there's always going to be your favorite raid guild who streams and does world first progress. It's always been the way, always back to the classic, like the classic days and more prevalent is since TBC and Wrath when it really became a thing. Um, but it's, and it's definitely been a thing to support a raid group. And that's always been slightly strange to me, you know? Well, for, for me, I, I've always been supportive of method one, because I know people on method. I know people who, not like best friends, but I, yeah. I'm acquainted with, with people met Method. I know people who work with Method. I think that they are a fine organization. I can't say I know as many people as Limit, and I say this now, and then somebody's going to be like, hey, I work with Limit, and you know me. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> right now, there's a limit to my, what, I, what I'm remembering in my memory. But, yeah. <laughs> that is like the third or fourth. It's the third one. It's the third. Okay. I'm, I'm keeping count. Don't you worry. But, yeah, there is that. You want to root for them because you're not raiding with them but you feel like you're with them like it's the same way that my mom watches osu buckeyes and she's not playing the buckeyes she's not watching it but she roots whenever they win and goes yeah. oh H I O. I mean there's that that camaraderie to it and it, it's cool that we're seeing that with esports yeah especially um, in wow rating esports wow rating esports i think uh, i think the biggest thing that makes this I don't know. When I look at the event, I'm like, I wish this came around more. So, like, I wish yeah. there was more to it and they would do stuff more. But I get more excited when it's announced, like, every six months and I know it's coming. Even though I'll be focused a lot more on my own progression and everything else and I'll enjoy the game in my own way. It's always fun to watch the world first stuff. It's it's interesting. I think, I think the biggest thing is since it's been streamed, it's definitely been more interesting because now you get to watch some progress rather than not watch the progress which is how it's been since like everything before current expansion so that'd be well, interesting in, with with this now that it's streamed the same way that with the world dungeon mythic dungeon in, international you learn strats that you can bring into what you're doing so people true. like to watch that and be like 
Oh, I never thought of doing it that way. Well, so I mean, I mean, that's always been the way though. When Method have put out me Method Limit, whichever top tier rating gear puts out their video, a lot of people then dissect those to then put the strats in. But now it's it's live strat taking, and I think that was commented on for. It was definitely put in for Crucible, um, and it was definitely a thing in TEP as well, because I know they were talking about a lot of the strats that were moved around. So it's definitely interesting. I'm looking forward to that. But what else has happened in the community, Mr. Frasley, in the last week? There's been a lot. So Alice Sonder has brought to my attention, it's in Warcraft 3, but there is a Warcraft 3 um, ESL Pro Tour and there's a prize pool of $200,000, and they're going to go into the uh, the world's best in Warcraft 3 multiplayer. So it, it's cool oh, that Warcraft awesome. 3 is getting another competition again. I have to wonder if, when BlizzCon rolls around next year, if they'll do a Warcraft 3 competition and try to see if it will revitalize it as an eSport, um, especially in uh, Reforged. That'll be interesting. I think they'll do a competition, uh, at least to highlight it, to try and get more sales. But um, whether they do stuff like they do with StarCraft and everything else, even though that's kind of petered out now. Sort of. I, I have not, I did not follow, follow the news specifically because I'm not reporting on StarCraft. Yeah. But Alessander brought to my attention that there's a, there was a huge announcement that you can hear on the Pylon show about StarCraft. And that people there who are following StarCraft are very excited about it. Well, there you go then. Anything else that's caught your fancy? Uh, just like a lot of remakes of, of different things like Lich King and Minecraft, Orgrimmar it, redone in Warcraft 3. One of the coolest ones I saw, just because I love a really cool computer design that I can never, I, I'll never be able to afford. But someone has recreated, not not recreated, but they've they've created an alliance, almost like a castle design for a, P, a PC using an Arduino to run different things on it. And it looks incredible. Like Corsair worked with... Yeah, the, 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 the PC looked absolutely amazing to look at. I think even Christy Golden, I think that's how I saw it first. Christy Golden retweeted it, like, because uh, someone showed it to her, and she loved it. She loves anything to do with Anduin, to be fair. But uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, this looked really cool. So it, so I, I, I think it, it's fun to see people getting creative, and I have to say, I know a lot of fandoms are allow A lot of fandoms support creating stuff on their stuff but it's cool that blizzard is so supportive of letting people iterate on what on yeah. their ip and, and try things and that that shows a lot of creativity and and i'm i'm always blown away by what people do in the well, community as long as you're not infringing on copyright i think blizzard are pretty much open to let you do whatever to be fair yeah so and and, and it's cool like podcasts i i've heard people who have come back to world of Warcraft because of something i said i'm like yikes <laughs> I'll be honest with you, uh, there have been several points along Warcraft history that I've not been interested, but it's because of uh, a Warcrafter, a YouTuber, a streamer that has got me back in. Um, the first time was between Cataclysm and Mists. Uh, I wasn't really hyped between in that like lull period after we finished Cataclysm and did Realm First Heroic Deathwing. But like I was, um, it was again, it was Total Biscuit, it was Jesse Cox, that sort of stuff going into Mist that got me excited for it. And, you know, I'm glad Mist, I think, is one of the best expansions that has been. And that's a decisive opinion at best, but I loved it. Mist holds a very special soft spot in my heart because it's the time I took a, I raid lead a, a new guild on a new server. And we took Realm First and went all the way up to Realm First on 
garage and then stopped on furnace because furnace in uh, warlords was a pain in the ass but yeah, um, no, it... yeah that mist will always hold a special place in my heart i think it's one of the better expansions that there's been uh it's very enjoyable and then when it got close to post warlords uh it was preach gaming uh who kind of kept me intrigued and intrigued in the game and wanted to keep going so having I, I know what you when you when you mentioned that someone's gone and said like because of you that I'm still interested in WoW I get it because I've had that same sort of thing so yeah it it, it was I, I told Girls Gone Wild this past week that they almost brought me back in during Warlord because of their excitement for the game it's cool it's really cool oh one final thing from the community because it almost passed me by Taliesin is now in a podcast so he has teamed up with Garrett of AMove.TV and they have a podcast called Wow Killer. Yeah, so this has been going on for a few weeks, but I think they've just started live streaming it, in, in promoting it. Like I had heard it was a possibility, and I, I, like th- I think it was Row or somebody said it was coming out, but I had not actually found the the site, so I found it recently, and it, it's it's cool because Talias and someone that I love listening to, and I love their raw energy and like and their passion for Ta- it. I mean, Taliesin it, it, is a very passionate person whenever he wants to talk about stuff. Um, yeah, he's very very good at what he does. And um, I haven't had a chance to sit down and listen to it yet. My time is very restrictive uh, when it comes to free stuff to listen to because I'm trying to stay on top of everything. Yeah. Um, But having, just like everything else and every other podcast that exists out there, having differentiating opinions on everything is always good. And I assume by the title Wow Killer, it looks at what else is on the market and see how it differs to wow and what it does better than wow and what it doesn't do as good as well i'm assuming that too i have not gotten the chance to listen to it uh capo says that it's it's that they are really enjoying the podcast yeah no so so if you want more wow there's more wow out there um but there um i would yeah just enjoy it like podcasts out there they're always good and everything else so i would always 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 say more warcraft content around the community is is good oh know? uh real-time feedback it's not about other wild killers it's all about wow oh. uh, good bad and ugly well they have said for the longest time that the biggest wow killer to wow is going to be wow itself so yeah there you go <sighs> interesting anyway speaking of wow uh our main topic for this week is what we've lost um we're taking a, a a look into some of the systems and that that uh, blizzard brought into the game the biggest thing that this brought to mind was that a friend of mine on twitter turned around and said that he really was enjoying korak's revenge he didn't want it to go it should be a staple of like the main game things and everything else and it it, it reminded me of a lot of stuff that they've like put systems in and removed and i think we've talked vaguely about this on point because we've mentioned about islands like at the end of the expansion they're just going to be sitting in bfa as a system and they're just not going to have any future purpose you know yeah everything else so i mean i think we could start quite close to the beginning and say like one of the biggest systems that they've they've done um which they changed a lot of i believe it was in cataclysm but pre-cataclysm one of the first systems they removed was attunements yeah and in the same when did they remove the keyring? Because I, 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 I know that they were sort of... The keyring of... was removed, I believe, in Wrath. Okay. Um, because I know it was... Yeah, I think it was the, it was either Wrath or Cataclysm. 
Um, because I, no, it was definitely Cataclysm because you kept it all the way through Wrath and you still had the key to uh, the Prince Vizier's thing in in um, Mana Tombs. So because I like the the key ring system and I mean in the same vein attunement, it is nice having to do something that you can't just walk into that that instance, but that you unlock access to it or that you can even get. Access to extra doors, like like I'll mention Novagon. It's fun getting the work the workshop key, and I'm glad that the keyring was added to not take up inventory. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it it was nice having a collection of where what have I unlocked? What have I have access to? And that was one thing I think it was John Jagger on Rise of the Table when I was on there that said that they they miss being able to look at something and be like, what dungeons can I go to? What dungeons have I gained access to? Uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, true. Um, attunements, uh, the very last attunement and the most guilty one is obviously, uh, Burning Crusade. Uh, there was this, even to this day, the, the, the chart still exists of where you had to do your normals to get access to the heroic versions. And then you had to follow the heroic, uh, chain line to get into Karazhan. And then from there you had to get access to Tempest Keep and Stormstrange Cavern. And then you only one person could carry on and get the quest from there to go into Black Temple and everything else. It was a very, I make it sound easy. It was very convoluted. And um, was that part of I'm doing Shadowman Valley and Illidan says, hey, come see me in my temple. It, it, was that part of that quest? No. Uh, so there's a, a specific quest line that was put in just before Black Temple came out where you find Maeve locked up. And that was the quest chain that started getting the Black Temple unlock. Um, it was, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, um, chat is saying it was fun, tedious, but fun. And uh, it's true. But it led to some of the more interesting dungeon encounters, like trying to race through... Um, oh, it's not Shadow Labs, Shattered Halls. Because you had to do Shattered Halls on Heroic in a fixed time limit. I believe it was 40 minutes. It might be closer to an hour. But you had to do it before the executioner killed guys at the end and then get a key. And then you had to do specific stuff in Shadow Labs and... Um, uh, what was the other big one? I think it's the Architraz that you had to do something specific in as well. Yeah. And, and Kappel's saying, I actually just did the the, uh, the quest. And yeah, I had to go like Mechanar, Architraz. I had to get like Book of Fell Names. And I enjoyed it because it was cool at the end. Illidan's like, hey... Come join me yeah. in my temple. I mean, the the quest still exists, and it used to be the attunement to Black Temple. Like you had to have done that quest, uh, but now you can just do the quest. You know, it's for for fun and giggles. I'm not sure if you still get the titles for it though. I think the titles were removed if you didn't do the quest line. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not 100 sure on that though. I'll have to look because I I, I just finished it, but I I assume that they that they removed it. Mm. Uh, but there's yeah, it's because of relics like that. I've got, <laughs> I've got titles that I never use because it's just from uh, years gone by. Yeah. And like one MMO that I think I that I think we should compare it to is how Final Fantasy XIV, at least back when I played it, did attunements that you had to at least visit the dungeon before you could queue up. Well, for this it. is this is what they tried in Cataclysm with. Uh, the dungeons that you had to visit it before you were able to use uh, the LFG tool to do your dungeon. You actually had to find the entrance to it first. And once Which you I think is cool. 
I think it's all right. No, I don't think it's a bad thing. But then, obviously, the main reason they removed it is because it's not new player friendly. New players outpace the content in a given zone, and there, there's not always a breadcrumb that leads to a dungeon. There wasn't. Okay, so there wasn't. Uh, there's not a breadcrumb that leads to Blackrock Caverns, for example. It's a dungeon that exists, but it, you, there's no breadcrumb there. So then, I hate to say, I think it's a fault of of, of the quest design. I, I think if you bring it back, and I think it'd be cool to bring it back. You need to to send people to that. Well, that's what they've done with uh, Legion and uh, Legion BFA, and to an extent, Wad. Um, uh, if you take look at Legion's questing in its zones and BFA's questing in its zones, it all the main story always takes you and then ends at the dungeon, and then you have a quest to go and do the dungeon. Because there's no, yeah. there's no need to do the dungeon before that because you're questing through. Because the dungeon XP was, I believe, slightly nerfed anyway. So that people didn't just spam dungeons like they did in Mists. Because in Mists, that's when the uh, lock didn't exist and all people were doing. Because to get around the server locking queues on launch was to just jump in and then just do dungeons because they're on a separate instance queue. And, and uh, Leo Wild's bringing a, back a point that I forgot, that in Final Fantasy fourteen, the main storyline also unlocks access to this, the features and yep. places. And, and but there are side quests that you have to find which aren't signposted or breadcrumbed. So you're actually... Sh you go out of your way to unlock certain dungeons because they're not part of the main storyline breadcrumb. Which I think is a fault in how they laid out the, the, their story it's, I, I it's think it's not a fault in there i mean these these other dungeons hold respect as to where they are with the storylines that you're doing you're encouraged to go and explore and do stuff with the rest of the, the main storyline that takes you from one to the end cap i think it's 60 i'm i'm vastly out of ever 14 knowledge these days um you can just follow that storyline and there'll be the odd point here or there where you'll you'll not hit the right level and you'll have to go and do some side quests and stuff. But you can do the main story and like then this other content exists. But you don't have to do it. Like you can then use your dungeon finder when you're leveling a subclass to go do something else, or you can go and do those quests on a subclass when you're in that zone. Like you're the game the thing that FF14's done since it since its inception has really pushed exploration and i think it's it's definitely tools of a different age because ff11 was closer to what warcraft was back in classic although balls harder and there was just a main story you got through it uh you you were forced if you wanted to level past level 10 11 you were forced to find a group and actually kill mobs in the wild to level you couldn't solo anything past 10 or 11 and you had to walk through a higher level zone to get to the next area oh wow yeah, yeah. i i i know uh an, an mmo that i've that i've uh, followed over the years saga of, Lu of lucimia is working to, to recreate that where you can be in the main town but to do anything you got to go out with the group to get anywhere yeah um uh, Leo Warden chat is talking about how you have to get to later content. You have to do the main storyline. And it's good because you, you're well aware of the story. But it's also a detriment because there are people that come back and they left at a midpoint at endgame. 
but they have before they can get to do the next expansion's worth of content because they've purchased the expansion they have to then still continue the storylines that they haven't finished in order to play whereas if you came in uh if you came into the game today and you have everything you can literally just use your boost to get to 110 and start bfa content isn't there now a potion in their cash shop that, that you can bypass stories? there's always been potions that you can bypass an expansion's worth of content yes but you're, okay. you're literally buying skips at that point but you can okay. st you can still use those to instant level uh, an alt job in final fantasy 14 anyway it's where their microtransactions are in that in that side of the game that and the cosmetics um it's a big detriment i know people that want to go back to ff14 but then don't because of how much questing and storyline that they have to do um yeah and and i'm that's where i'm 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 hoping blizzard is trying to to fix that with with their revamp because i do see in shadowlands there is that you've got to go through shadowlands to to access stuff but then they're rewarding you on your alts afterwards that i think they're trying to find a the middle ground biggest thing i'm interested to see for the the new leveling system is if you if you hit 45 and you've done all of the zone content do you then have to grind out the last five levels on mobs or does it unlock what was Endgame, and you can go to the Throne of Thunder at 45 and everything else like that. I'm not saying it can happen. I'm saying there's there's a possibility that it might happen. It sounded like in the What's Next panel that your alts will start earning towards that Endgame and that they can access Endgame uh, stuff. I'm, I'm talking about, like, if you're leveling through... If, you're, if you've got a brand new alt and you level through mists from 1 to 50, yeah, before you go into that thing, and you choose to go to mist rather than any other expansion... And it's probably not going to happen because you always cap before you finish all the questing. But what happens if you don't do your side quest? You do the main story in that area and move on to the next one. You don't hit cap at 50 or 48 if you can go to the next area. And then because you've done all the main storylines in each zone, can you then do... Can I choose to go to the Throne of Thunder? Does that unlock to me? And can I do my questing there because everything scales? That That's a good point, especially because the, the old, older design... I would say maybe that's where they would encourage you to do dungeon, dungeon content. Yeah. yeah, that or exploring for storyline content. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I'm definitely looking forward to 9.0 and how it rolls around. So uh, that's something as well. Um, <coughs> it, <coughs> sorry, excuse another me. Another system. Yeah, go ahead. Another go system ahead, yeah. that I, th that I was thinking of that 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 we've lost. And it's one that I, I've been experiencing when I've been in classic is weapon skills yeah i mean the the closest system that remains to do with anything similar to weapon skills is how trade skills work and the points okay. that you gain and everything else it's the closest thing that you can even possibly work um have a look at because fishing is essentially a weapon skill uh yeah for the most part but um would it be interesting if your fishing skill determined how much damage you could do with your fishing rod if you got in combat that would be pretty cool like pretty i'm funny. so good fishing that i can whip my my rod back at you but yeah fishing uh i believe weapon skills ended in cataclysm uh because essentially if you wanted to do any damage it was just ludicrous to just get to that point and go and i remember because i've got the feat of strength for leveling all of my weapon skills to max and everything else so uh and i remember just being in raft zones and just 
punching high level mobs on my priest just to just to get just to get it done like i i like that feature in skyrim and fallout it, it is nice you have to get better at a thing and i think the idea is kind of cool but it uh, it could also be moot especially now with the fact that we have transmog for stuff that your items not really of the same value as it once was it's so, just a, a stat so i like it i liked it as a system because it's very rpg um yeah that's the design intent behind it i believe um because weapon skills are a very D D thing you know it's yeah uh, one of those things but it's one it's a thing that once again you just needed too much and if you didn't have it when you got to that when you got to that end game and you weren't maxing your weapon skills and you had to go and do it it's it's yeah no it's capo's right in chat and everything else it's just like it, it's the weapon skill achievement it was very dull to get but raf raf was a time where because they introduced achievements in 3.0 like in the pre-patch for raf that everybody just went achievement mad to go get stuff it's, it's just the thing i remember buying making sure i had all of the never drakes ready for when they bought in the 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 mount stable thing essentially you could just learn all the mounts and you had the the 50 mount achievement to get the albino drake and everything else and and yeah had the albino drake on 3.0 launch and then i was a god amongst men i really was i had people whispering me where did you get that and i'm like ah. um <laughs> hey yeah showing up and like so cool. And that's it with my white Drake mount, which looks like absolute garbage because it's so badly textured these days. <laughs> oh, with its with then. its seat, that's part of the actual rendered model of the neck of the of the body of the Drake, and it doesn't actually look like a saddle on something. Good old, good old, oh. old, old textures. Um, we, we have come so far on that. Yeah, we have. Um, I don't think we there was a new was there a new system introduced in Cataclysm? I don't think there was. I think it was because they redid the world. They didn't really introduce a new system. The biggest thing they did in Cataclysm was redo how they did story zones and you know have flying off the bat. Yeah, um, um I did hear when I was talking to somebody about Loremaster that they redesigned Loremaster to be more storyline and less amount of quests that you did. That's been a more recent change. Um Loremaster used to be finish X quests in a zone, and ever since I want to say Warlords, where they've started being this is your main list of campaign quests to do in a zone to get the achievement, and I believe it was something that they changed where they they put the main campaign quests in a zone in, and if you haven't finished those, then that that's what gives you the achievement in the zone. Now that's been a recent change. Um, it's an interesting change. I want to say it's a good change, but I've not really experienced it because it's not really been anything I've leveled in, really. I just leveled to just level these days, just get in dungeon and do it. Most of the storylines I know from the zone still are the same. They haven't changed, so who knows? It might be, it might been... be one of the times that I go back in 9.0 and level through some of the old zones to see some of these... Remind myself of some of these campaign changes. Yeah, and... I enjoy that it does the storyline because it, it is kind of nice, especially in modern expansions, being able to be like, I got to finish the storyline because you know what you're shooting for, not just doing so many so many quests. Because 
Someone was saying that like it used to be a bore, and I, I, I can understand it, that if you don't have a storyline set. Yeah, it can be, because you feel a little bit aimless. Um, with at least a campaign direction, you can see where you need to be and see where you're going, and you can just find the step where you need to be. Um, moving on to myths, the biggest thing we obviously lost was the scenarios, which have obviously made a comeback as islands, I want to say, three-person dungeons that have a With short a, time. a little less storyline because scenarios you at least they they were telling a story in it yeah no i'd agree with that um it's it's interesting the scenarios were fun i loved them got the achievement yeah. that back in the day as well um got the toy <laughs> weird little toy thing it was a lot of fun to do scenarios as well i mean you have to you have to really look at how they did things and it was nice to see scenarios in a way come back as islands but i you can really say that the scenario system kind of lives on in the fact of how we get these instant stories in places yeah like uh doing the unlocks for different things like uh working on the end of nashatar when you're kind of in an instance version of nashatar yeah and I do like that part. It, it, it's fun being in a a group by yourself, going through things, and they can and, and they can really go crazy with the map that they're at as long as they restore it before. Well, you this get is the thing. That. Like the scenarios also told stories. Like uh, if you remember Jade Forest, you've got the village. Uh, yeah. And the scenario you had for that, you actually it actually told the story of that village, and it's not something you see through questing at all. Like you literally have a quest to literally go through there, but. The scenario tells the story of that village. The scenario tells a story around the village where Admiral Taylor and all that are positioned in in the uh, for the Brewfest type event. In I enjoy, I enjoy the one in uh, Legion in High Mountain, where, where, where you're, you're you're learning about the history of Holm High Mountain. Yes, that was a pretty cool one. I enjoyed it. It's going back and seeing Ashara, Ashara though, it's old textures and horrible the horribleness back there as well. Um, yeah it's good but it's uh, it's uh, again it's stuff that could just be remember how we turn how i turn around and say like we could have everything mixed into one big quest thing and i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna sense that this is how gonna be the dungeon finders are gonna be when it like it's either gonna lock you into the same dungeons for the zone you're in or you'll have a drop down menu like we do currently of which dungeon you want to do so you can still quest in, in Cataclysm-based world, but go and do a dungeon from Myths if you want to do shorter dungeons. Um, it's going to be an interesting, interesting, interesting world. Um, and Kappa brought back a, a point, and, and we are seeing this coming back with both the Horrific Visions and the Torghast. Scaled down group content. And, and, and that we are getting... Is it scaled down though? I mean, they're not scaled down. Least... They're not scaled down to the point that challenge modes scaled the player down, and um, because there's a there's That's a true. very big disconnect. Like scaled down challenge modes was are similar to how time walking does scale down, like where it scales the player. But there's a big difference in the way it does it. Like challenge modes were always a harder dungeon time walking is the same difficulty of the dungeon but you still keep all of your abilities it just scales your gear it doesn't scale the player ah i have not done enough challenge and miss because 
I always thought challenge was like our, so, our current mythic plus where you you're challenged to, <coughs> yeah, to do something. Essentially, so imagine doing mythic zero, but uh, imagine doing mythic zero now, but if it scaled your gear down to what end game blues were from a dungeon at the beginning of the expansion. Okay. That is what challenge modes were. Interesting. So really seeing how you're how good you are at your rotations in your Not really. Your... It was about who didn't fuck up with an invisibility potion and Okay. Uh, it was exactly the same it, the the same sort of tactics are uh, exist in today's Mythic Plus. It's don't fuck up with your invisibility potion, do your DPS, follow your good rotation and just blast trash away and then kill a boss. Um it's exactly the same in mists. I really, again, I really enjoyed mist challenges because uh, me and the group that we did had uh, over there, we got realm first gold challenges. Nice. Again, I've got videos of all of the mist content that we did up on my actual YouTube channel way back in the way. There's there's some really bad content and um, some laughs that I have with my with the core group of people that I still play with to this day. Like I, I believe if I believe if you want to have a good laugh. And want to see me absolutely lose my mind. You want to go and watch the Temple of Nizal. The run the run we did in the Temple of Nizal. I absolutely lose my absolute mind. And people thought I was literally high. When I don't do drugs. <laughs> I was just God, so tired at that point. I just lost my mind doing this. You don't need to do drugs. You just need to deprive yourself of sleep. Yeah. Um, sleep would be nice. But it's one of those rarity things that don't come to you recently. Um, Capo's made a good point. There's people who do five, who don't do five man content because they don't like being told specific uh, things by people they play with. I think it's different when you do challenge mode slash mythic plus with a bunch of friends slash guildies, and when you pug things. I would yeah. never pug a mythic plus. It, yeah. The, I, the way I'm... the way that I know how people react if you don't live up to what they experience uh, like they want from you um there is absolutely no way i would run a mythic plus with in a pug environment it's it's not good for my soul uh i, I just want to play it and be cheery and you know talk to my friends and have a laugh and like enjoy it you know yeah it's i still recall going into a, a raid that i was not prepared for and having someone say you know the fight i said no are you me i was like yeah i mean yeah i get it uh it's it's part of a problem with lfr and lfr has got this kind of thing like if you don't know the fight on day one what are you doing there it's just like it's a a is lfr b why do i have to answer to you random person on the internet yeah I, um he was just trying to show that they have a bigger well exactly see now the reason I prefer challenge modes to challenge modes to Mythic Plus is with challenge modes, you've done the dungeons, and yeah, your later gear could have been scaled down, and you'll still have your better stats, and you didn't get your tier bonuses or whatever, and everything else. But if you had the, if you once you finished the dungeon, you were done, unless you really wanted to fight for the better times. And this was something they instigated in later on after um like the first season or like the first patch and they put in like you could get titles if you had a gold time but they didn't retroactively do it in mists so those of us that had it on day one in the hard gear and the blues never got those titles because we didn't do it later on but now oh. 
now with mythic plus you're forced to do the same dungeon content over and over because blizzard wants to make dungeons relevant still which is fair enough there are there are people that enjoy that level of content but i think it's very different from what challenge modes are and i think challenge modes really need to be a thing i think i don't think there's not room in the game atmosphere to not have a challenge mode and not have mythic plus so from what you're saying even challenge mode would be different than what they're doing with the visions where you you're it's challenging you like you have to unlock things challenge modes you've got to look at challenge modes and content that's repeatable as two different things okay like if you had got a gold medal with your challenge mode dungeon you didn't have to go back into it and all you were really fighting for there was a bragging right on a faster time um with visions you visions are your main content in 8.3 it's something that they're expecting you to repeat week on week because you need it to improve your legendary cloak and the legendary cloak is what you need to do to improve the lack of corruption that you have on the gear that's the big thing in 8.3 again this is i don't want to shit on the devs because obviously they have a distinct vision on the way they want their game but uh, world of warcraft has become more of a tool of get you into the game complete daily quests get rewards and do it day on day so that you feel that you're doing something and completing mythic plus because you're going to get that promise of a reward at the end of it and then you you're you get into a habit of a weekly weekly aspect whereas if you look all the way back dungeons were done you didn't need it you could log on and you could level an alt because you had the free time to do it you could take your alt through a dungeon and a raid because that was their next logical step you only had to touch your main to be raid ready to get your gear and everything else now you can have a distinct endpoint for your character but in the day that we are today look look at bfa as a whole how yeah. much of that stuff does it require you to make sure you're logging in daily and i think the the implement of daily quests back in wrath were a big portion of this log in do it the more you do the faster you reach your endpoint you know but there was still an endpoint we've now got paragon boxes which means you can continue on getting the rep once you've already hit exalted and there's a continuation of that your azerite until you hit your end game with that you're still going that's changing in the next patch and that's going to require you to keep logging in if you want to keep upgrading the item level because the item level of the neck is power for your essence but people they're, look at the game differently but there are people trying, yeah go ahead go ahead go ahead they're trying to give you make it where you feel like where you don't feel like you've done it all and then okay i can unsub for a while i i, I see what I, I can see why they're doing it but yeah the I'm seeing from what you're saying, challenge modes are like Arkham Asylum, where you you've, you've already done that stuff, but but now I'm going to give you a challenge. I'm going to give you like a thousand jokers. You you you've, you've got to defeat these extras to do in the game <coughs> once you've done the main area, and then you get a title or an achievement for it, and you yeah. have to go back and do it. You're like, hey, look at me! I I did this. Yeah. Is it similar to the Mage Tower? Because that that was cool. Like I know yeah. when I see people so, on the Mage Tower appearances, so I when, see that they did something cool. Yeah. So once you did the Mage Tower, it was done on that character. Yeah. Like if you uh, like your uh, what's your main character? It's a mage. 
Oh, warrior. Warrior. Okay. So if you managed to do your mage tower with protection, you didn't. There was no need to do it again. You'd already got the reward. Sure, you could do it with arms or fury, but those were still two very different encounters, as it were. But once you were done, yeah. you were done with it, unless you wanted to do your mage tower again on a different character. So they're very. It's very distinct content, and we'll probably get around to talking about the mage tower and their um, and the stuff as we go through it as well. But it's it, there's very distinct content that you you could complete and you were done with. It's, uh, part of why I don't like Mythic Plus is how graying it is. Like, I I finished doing Mythic Plus when I, I couldn't get anything better from Residium. And I was forced to, if I wanted to try and roll a lucky... Uh, try and roll a lucky roll for Residium, I could do. But I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go and enjoy my time in, in the sub I pay for. But I'm punished for that now because account-wide essences aren't a thing. And if I want an alt to be in the same level as a main, I then have to put in... I have to go do my PvP. I have to go do Mythic Plus on that. And I don't want to do that. I want an alt to be there. And if I want... If I feel like I want to get it some gear, I could take it into LFR or that. But then I fall behind because I'm not doing the damage. And as we've already spoken about, you then get called out by random people in a dungeon you don't know because you're not doing as much damage. And you'll get kicked because you're low damage. Yeah. Like... I see it. I see it in um, dungeons. I I do when I'm leveling. Like I I use um, I forget the name of the mod I use, but there's a mod I always help with the rotation because I play so many characters, and it helps with okay. leveling. I think you might have it. Um, but there's one I use for while I'm leveling, and I always do because I follow what it says to do. I'm nearly always top DPS compared to a lot of other people because they're probably not using the mod or anything else, but. Because those people aren't top DPS, if we die on a boss or anything else, people call out their numbers because they're not doing as much. People just want to, like, people want to play the game. And yeah. having these artificial goals that just extend the goalposts, um, so you can't call yourself done, it gets a little bit grating and it becomes one of those live service models where they just want you to keep playing and keep playing and keep playing. And it's a bit hard. And I didn't want to shit on devs because that they have a distinct vision for the game and the way they want it and everything else. And, you know, no. Blizzard are still there to make money at the end of the day. But I, I think you're bringing up good constructive feedback. You're not just saying it's crap, but you're saying here's why I feel yeah. it's not good. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, there's, defi there's definitely stuff that can be better. No, you can say that about everything, though. There's always stuff that can be better, you know? Yeah. And this is not a point of me longing for the old days. Which, in hindsight, this this pod, this episode looks like it's a big part of, ah, this is what we lost, and this is what I want back, and uh, I enjoyed the good old days. Um, <laughs> back in the day, it was amazing, and we didn't have all this and this, and I I enjoyed it. I walked 55 miles to get th that that mount at level 40. I mean, you have, you have to imagine, like, some of the original stuff as well that we lost, like... Uh, as your ghosts and the green dragons that they're brought back in for the, the anniversary as part of the time walking dungeons and everything else uh which is really cool to see yeah but, but again this is there's there's nice to have this stuff come back but because they've inflated the gear level and made it catch up gear you can't and their daily drops as well like making them daily drops is such a forced thing to people who have this inclination to just keep playing the game 
and better their character by any means necessary. Because they'll just do what they feel is necessary to do to improve their character. And if that means they've got to fly all over the classic world to kill four green dragons and a blue dragon for a better chance at a drop. Hell, uh, didn't they bring Kazakh back as well? I can't even remember. I think Kazakh yeah, was added goes to that Kazakh as well. In the la in and the green dragons, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six bosses. It's It's mental. It's it's absolutely crazy how that happens and everything else. Um, like, it felt good with the, with the raid this year that to go in and get that that Deathwing achievement that felt good and even Corax it felt good to get the, those the, that ram. I know I could have leveled up things through AV and I know people who did it. Yeah. I didn't go back and I didn't even go back to the raid to get the 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 mounts. I and I know that that gave me, but it was fun knowing. I was done, and I could then move on to something else. And I, I set that goal for myself. That's what I felt like once I got the mount, the the anniversary mount in both. Like I was just one and done. Yeah. Would I have? Because I didn't enjoy Corex that much because it literally felt like I could AFK my way through to easy levels. Um, especially post it... the change as well, because you could just just sit in there and just get it done and just not really, like, do anything. I yeah. Think... It. It comes down to personal that you could, but then would you would you be able to sleep? Like I, like I, I was able to sleep soundly on my Casper mattress be, and, and Casper pillow because I was hashtag just not an ad. Yeah, not an ad. I mean, hey Casper, if you ever want to sponsor us, we'd be all for it. I'll take your money. Um, it's it's very. Like the way they get you, like by looking at everything we're talking about, you can see how much the game has changed. Some of it for the better. Like not having to do weapon skills is a good thing. Like yeah, uh, if uh, to, I, to if a I point, got... I think if it was done well, same way that they redid professions, where you you could do like you could get the profession and and you didn't have to level all the way up to seven hundred before you could start working in Legion. Yeah. I think if they reworked it where you you get better at your weapon skills, but you didn't have to like, if you went up against a level one twenty boss. The, the, pro the problem is the problem is, and this is the one of the big reasons I think they talked about weapon skills as an example, is you're using a two handed sword, yeah. yeah. And what if you get a two handed mace, which is technically better for your spec, and you've got no weapon skill? You're you're going to be terrible at using it until you spend a couple of hours going and leveling up a weapon skill for a two handed mace. Now, that's, that's the whole point of the weapon skills. Once you get it up, the weapon skill, you are better at your proficiency of using it. That was the whole idea of weapon skills. Which, I like that idea, especially the RPG side. I do yeah. like that. I think, yeah, the, the hours wasted, maybe a compromise of like, maybe maybe there's an hour or two where you're not so good at it, but just until you get, but you're getting better. I, I like feeling like I'm progressing in some way. I, I, I do like... If you could pick it up and you just get better as it, but again it i'm trying to remember what the other there was a, a whole system in the game reforging reforging was removed because the minute somebody got a piece of gear that dropped they left the raid and they had to go and run the sims to find out what the stat weights were better for their class so you could get a piece of gear from the latest raid and then a guy would uh, you'd leave and they'd be gone for 15 20 minutes because they have to run stat weights and then they get their stuff, and so your raid's all complete in trash and everything else in the dungeon while you're in the raid while you're waiting, and they're just gone. It's 
it's one of those mental things like yeah it can, okay it's really good that reforging's gone but now we live in a world where reforging is technically back with the fact that i want to change my skills and my azerite traits and everything else so reforging's technically back because it's it's there where i reset everything and it costs me more each time i do it so it's technically yeah. still in the game but it's not because they're technically different and because you could rebalance your stats so yes it's good because then that one person isn't wasting a lot of time for everybody else but it's also bad because if i get something that's good and blizzard has stated for the last couple of expansions that item level is king and but if it has the worst stats secondary stats like i want versatility and haste but if it's got crit and haste why can't i just take off some of that crit and make it versatility yeah there, there are good things and there are bad things from losing some of these bits and pieces you know and i we could go on we could go really in depth and everything but i feel like we've gone massively off topic because of the whole, the whole challenge mode situation in the dungeons it's i'd say then let's move on to an, to another system let's let's move from miss into warlords i want to bring up a system that's very controversial yeah go ahead but i think uh, garrisons i think garrisons could be redone in a different way like i like the idea of changing the world around me but i do see why the isolation was very bad it would be kind of cool if like say say you're in Browse yeah. and Browse is struggling with some stuff as you level up through your storyline it would be cool to see like you, you're making this this one district better i mean it would be kind of cool to add in a little bit of that and i'm i'm possibly hearing that they're bringing it back in Shadowlands in the main city if I was hearing it right that the city's going to change because I would love to see you affect the world so this goes back to the Final Fantasy 14 argument in the latest expansion um, there's actually something that a lot of crafters can actually put time towards to rebuild one of the old major cities from a previous expansion Oh. and uh they can put a lot of time in and do a lot of bits and pieces to actually rebuild that city um i haven't really looked into it and i only saw it in like the the build up to the expansion release so i haven't really i don't really know a lot about it but it was mostly a crafter thing um because in uh, oh my god i can't um, can't even remember the name of the uh, stormblood in stormblood there was a whole weekly class line where you could aid to the the rebuilding of a district in the like one of the latest areas to like bring it back to like its former glory and everything else but everybody could do that that's not restricted to um people only with crafting professions if you got a lot of instead of dumping any of your items into the scrap heap you could donate those to the cause and then you get rewarded back with some bits and pieces like gold and everything else as well but because you then week on week improve on the Stormblood side, then you could, um, you had a whole little storyline there where you were doing things and it was really cool. Yeah. And I like that part where the, the world does change. And I, I, I think I wouldn't mind adding things back. And I'm trying to remember, I think Mechagon does have some of that slightly where like, like, like you rebuild a jukebox, you, you do a few things, but it would be, cool to get more of that that you see i did this in the world chain i mean it was cool in the legion when you moved dalaran across the sky and and, and you saw 
it go from above Karazhan over to Legion, and that felt kind of cool. As a storyline set piece, yes, that was really cool. Now, you know, Dalaran's gone through the parts of uh, we damaged it by moving it. We, it got damaged by the Legion attack at a later patch. But there was nothing that we did to help rebuild it. There that was, is true. Like, when, when Deathwing attacked Stormwind, what happened? Could we have helped rebuild it or anything else? No. Well, I yeah. mean, yeah, we could have done that. But what ended up happening, it just sat there being damaged yeah. until Blizzard decided it was time to uh, redo that area. Like, Aberdeen. What if there was some quest they added where, hey, Aberdeen's been been destroyed and that 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 whole dark shore has been destroyed i i know that they've revamped it for the main concept but it's still destroyed in areas it would be cool if you could put put together a thing similar to the um, well i i don't know if i want to do look at everything that look at look at just look at everything that was damaged in the cataclysm yeah there, there could have been <laughs> there could have been points where there could have been these um repair things and bits and pieces to do but it's either it's within a blizzard limitation that they can't do it but it's not within their server limitations uh it might not be something they thought of doing or anything else like that some of the best ideas that come within the game come from the point that the competitor is doing something that is really cool you know and then blizzard do their own spin on it and everything else so you know there's there's a lot of things i think that final fantasy do that would be good in wow there are a lot of things that final fantasy does do that would be bad in wow because it's not it wouldn't work within the confines of the system and vice yeah. versa there's stuff that wow does that final fantasy could do better transmog is a, a big big thing there um but there's stuff that wow does that i wouldn't even dream of putting in final fantasy at all yeah like the oh one of the one of the ones that system final fantasy 14 i'm glad that i moved with final fantasy 14 on Paying extra money on your sub to get extra retainers for Auction House. I literally had my sub for, for Final Fantasy XIV growing because of the extra retainer. I mean, it was it, like, like, yeah, it was one of those. It, it the prob- the problem with the retainer system is if you were, if you were wanting to do the crafting stuff, they were necessary, like for the most part, um, because it, it just takes longer to do if you've only got the one. It, it's an interesting system, but um, yeah. But this is, uh, I mean, the microtransactions that <coughs> FF14 do work within the confines of the game that they've built. Like if yeah. you if you if you even remotely look at half of the stuff that Blizzard, like uh, that Square Enix do for Final Fantasy 14 and they move that across to WoW, the the community would be in uproar just for the sheer benefit that they'd be microtransactions, not what they would bring to the game. Imagine if, uh, imagine if you could buy, imagine if you could buy a specific transmog for a female human only, or any female character that you could look like Jaina. Any male could, any alliance male could look like, uh, Varian. Any alliance female could look like Jaina. Any, a horde female could look like, uh, Garona Half-Orcan. Any horde male could look like, uh, any of the NPCs and they had access to that armor. That some people would, yeah. would love it. Some people would absolutely hate it just on the basis of microtransaction. What if um, Blizzard brought in microtransaction dancers? 
after the whole hullabaloo of the dance studio. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the out oh. outrage about that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, of course, I would be buying all the dances there. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, and, and one of the ones I did in Final Fantasy XIV was eternal bonding. I, I got married to somebody in my guild. I did. I did. I wanted the transmog and stuff like that. I, it was a really cool. But I got married to a chicken. Oh, because yeah, he transmog as a giant chicken. All right. I, okay. You mean, I the, think I was you mean the chocobo? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, not a chocobo, but like they, they had a giant chicken um, costume. And, and then I, I, I was a little moogle because you, you, you could buy the moogle from the shop. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But yeah, I mean. Like I think a lot of people in RP servers would would buy weddings if they could yes, do it. I think they would, but then it, just for the, you got to remember, just because for the sheer fact that it would exist as a microtransaction, people would be up in arms about it. And this oh, is, yeah. I think, this is why Blizzard tried to be really careful about what they do to the Mountain Pet Store and how they do it. It's um, smart. It's smart on their part, but also I. I fully agree with some people that say that stuff like this shouldn't exist. Because um, I pay I pay a sub for a game. I It's like... I play mobile games. I play free-to-play mobile games with microtransactions. I occasionally buy those microtransactions to help me do things in those games. But if I pay for a game... And bearing in mind that I'm paying £10 a month, plus I'm spending 60 50 to 80 pounds depending if i want a, uh, a collector's edition of it of an expansion i'm paying full price for that and then i'm paying a sub and then there's the option of microtransactions as well it's it gets a little bit so i i get annoyed about microtransactions in full price games because i expect all the content to be there so yeah, I, I i'm with you like i know final fantasy 14 at least in the beginning their cash shop was for server costs i mean additional like, like the EU data center was one of the things that they were said, if we raise enough money, we'll be able to, 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 yeah. to go ahead and, and create the EU. And I know there have been some mobs at, or some pets added to the, to the cash shop, yep. but I have noticed that they've moved a lot more to the yearly charity pet. So I, I and I think that's a smart move. There's still been the few throughout the year, but yeah, I, I and I'm but not saying that I love the cash when shop. When we talk, when we talk about, this stuff that exists in the cash shop and we'll look at wow because i believe everything that exists in final fantasy 14 old or new has never been removed wow has specifically removed stuff in a way to try and get more sales for it and that is bad like as we're talking about stuff that's been removed the fact that they've removed specific stuff out of that shop is is terrible yeah like if you're it gonna if you're gonna remove it at least put it on the black market auction house yeah well because like they did that for the core hound and i've heard that that the uh, the brutosaur is going to be in the black workshop auction house yep because final fantasy 14 at least when they remove stuff from the game to the cash shop it's adding new right stuff there. yeah uh, every holiday there is stuff that if you, you can get it if you if you go to the holiday event that year you get the stuff if you miss it you can go to the, the the cash shop the next year yeah, but and at, buy at it. Least, at least when it comes to the holiday stuff in WoW, like it's rolled over into an an additional way to get it. You know, there again, yeah. this is different ways of doing things. I just don't like the idea of removing digital content because digital content will never oh. sell out. Yeah, you know? it it's one reason. It's one thing I have against ESO uh, that I bought the forty dollar blue cap 
mount because it was only available for one weekend. And I, I was like, I need it. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to call it a day there. This has turned into what I thought was going to be a nice little chat about stuff into a full-blown rant about microtransactions and everything else. So I think yeah. that's a good point to call it there. Next week, we'll be back with our initial thoughts on 8.3. Uh, by the time we start recording, we'll have um, we'll have a, at least half a week in there and everything else. So I'm sure we'll have lots of stories about what we've done that week and everything else. So it'll be a fun week and everything else. If you've joined us live, thank you very much. Love you. If you've listened or watched this on the VOD, thank you very much as well. Always, your support is always appreciated. This has been Stories Around Azeroth. You can catch me on all the normal social media places. It's right there above my head if you're watching the VOD at Titans Creed on social media or at Gaming Phoenix on my other one. You can find uh, the live stream if you want to join us live and contribute to the chat at twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions or come and join us on uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. Mr. Frasley! Well, where can they find you around the internet? Twitter at FrasleyTastic. Every week on another podcast called gnomepodcast.com. I mean, frasleycast at gnomepodcast.com. And on Twitch at gnome.live, where this week you will see me take a break from Loremaster and going through the, the content to see where things are. And I've heard I should bring tissues. Maybe. Uh, before we go, aren't you now co-hosting on another podcast now? Yes. I am also every two weeks on The Converter Podcast, <laughs> which is a guild podcast about Converter Raid. And we talk about with people in the guild and in the community. You get to know them, so more Frasley in your ears, more all the time, if, if that's what you want. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. Have a great evening. Enjoy 8.3. Uh, I'm sure we will, and uh, we will talk to you later. But yes, we're off for the evening. We're going to go enjoy 8.3 and everything else. And to leave you, as always, Mr. Frasley, how do we say goodbye? Until next time, be awesome. <laughs>